Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. So I thought today I'd visit with you a little bit about the wise tongue. There's a lot of material on this, so I'm just going to get started today. And first, before getting too far, we should talk a little bit about what is wisdom. If we're going to talk about a wise tongue, what's wisdom? Well, here's a real basic dictionary definition that we will adjust a little bit. But it's to judge rightly, to follow the soundest course of action based on knowledge, experience, understanding, and discretion. Now, As a Christian, I would add this. So, wisdom is to judge rightly, as in according to God's word. (laughs) It's to follow the soundest course of action, again, based on what pleases God and what we know of him and what he would want us to do. And based on our knowledge, our experience of walking with him and trusting him, we acquire wisdom as we go. So our faith grows, our understanding grows, and so forth. So <laughs> wisdom's a complicated thing, but surely all of us agree God is the source of all wisdom. And even unbelievers can be wise, and that's a gift from God, but they can't be wise entirely without reference to God's word. There may be worldly wisdom and common sense, but true biblical wisdom is in a completely different category. I'm sure you agree with that. So I thought we would start today with, well, there's so many verses in Proverbs about the tongue, but I thought we'd look at a a few today that talk about being wise and speaking wisely. So let's get started. Proverbs 3, 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. All right, this is such a good place to start. So This is a warning against being too self-confident, wise in your own eyes, where you are not making reference to God's word. You're just relying on your own wisdom, your own experience. And so rather, as it says here, fear the Lord, obey his word, depart from evil, ask him to give you wisdom. So fearing God means obviously loving him hating sin, loving his word and his commandments, and obeying him. So don't be wise in your own eyes. That's a great place to start. Let's be humble about this. (laughs) We're not so very wise when we're left to ourselves. The next verse, 3.8, says, It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So wisdom that comes with fearing the Lord and departing from evil is a bone-strengthening place to be. It's a healthy place to be. And you know, in our culture, I mean, men and women alike are chasing after the exercise or the medication or whatever it is, the diet to make us well, to fix all of our problems. And we can get so distracted by these things because our bodies are with us every day and making a lot of uh, noise often. Right? And all of that is fine in moderation. Of course, these are God's gifts to us diet and exercise and med- medication. But let's spend more time on fearing God and 
being in his word and seeking his wisdom, that will be health to our flesh. That will be strength to our bones and not walk around fearfully. A lot of women my age are starting to be fearful of walking around on ice, on snow, etc. Because what if we fall and break our hip or bricks? You know, I mean, it's a, a real danger out there. But let's just remember to fear the Lord and not be anxious and fearful about our lives. All right. This is wisdom. This is good. This is healthy for us, body and soul. Then jumping to 1620. So Proverbs 1620. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. All right, he who heeds the word wisely. All right, so this is, this is a really interesting way to think about things. It's not just doing what God says in a weird, uh, strict, or by rote manner. Heeding the word wisely with wisdom, trusting God. Not just saying, well, this is what the verse says, so I'm going to woodenly obey it. Having our heart in it and heeding the word from the heart. And that's trusting God. And with it comes a real joy and happiness that you can't find anywhere else. And that is, of course, living that way is the opposite of nurturing little complaints and little whines and worries. All these things, you know, if we have a garden, what are we growing? What's growing out there? Is it, is it a wise garden? Is it a garden full of goodness and happiness and trusting the Lord and blessedness? So let's take, let's just take a little account of what's, if we're heeding the word wisely or if we're heeding the word with discontent, we're doing what he says, but we don't like it. We don't want to. It's like, no, let's obey him and heed him with all of our heart, trusting him. That's wisdom right there. That's wisdom. All right, 1621, the very next verse. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. All right, the wise in heart. So wisdom resides in our hearts. And one of the results of wisdom is common sense or prudence. It's just One of the natural outworkings of wisdom in our hearts is that we have a good, common, sensical view of our lives and what to do. And the sweetness of the lips, isn't that a great term? Sweetness of the lips increases learning. So one of the results of wisdom is common sense. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And there you go. So the wise in heart, will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. There's this connection between the wise heart and the sweetness of the lips. So when you speak kindly and sweetly and thoughtfully, those who hear you are encouraged and blessed, and they're taught and increases learning. And so think of your children. You know, do they experience the sweetness of your lips where your words are blessing them and increasing their learning? So think of your children and think of whoever it is who benefits from your lips and connect it to your heart and just see, you know, like I said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what comes out is not disconnected from what's in there. So if something comes out and you go, uh-oh, 
then let's take care of it. Let's get that taken care of. Let's correct that bad attitude and own up to this intimate connection between the heart and the mouth. 1623 says the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Do you hear yourself saying something that is prudent and wise? You go, wow, that was pretty good. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) That was wise. Or do you hear yourself saying something that is not prudent or wise? Well, then correct your heart. Confess it to God. Ask him to give you a wise heart so that the words that come out will be wise. And thank him for this. This is a gift from him. This is fruit from his hand. It is a blessing. All right, 10.8. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. I love this. This is a sweet attribute. If you have a wise heart, you have a teachable heart. You are approachable. You are not prickly, but you listen. You're wise. You listen. You receive. You welcome teaching. You listen closely. You love learning. You have a humble heart. But if you're prickly and unapproachable and haughty, you're not wise. So the wise in heart will receive commands. Do you get prickly when you're listening to the sermon or when your husband asks you to do something or when you see something in God's word that you don't want to obey? You know, this is not a sign of wisdom. So receive God's commands. Receive them with humility. That's wisdom. 10.11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. You know, what a blessing to have your mouth transformed by the Spirit's work in your life, to make it a well, a well of life, where you're bringing up refreshing buckets of words (laughs) to those around you. This is something to pray for and thank God for and really look for in your life and to start the day that way, like, Lord, help me to have a well of life, that my mouth would be a well of life coming from my heart because you've put it there. You've transformed my heart. So make me a well of life. 1013, wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding. So we don't just store up wisdom and keep it to ourselves. It comes out our lips. It's found on our lips. You know, even out of the mouths of babes, right? Praise has been ordained. You don't know what should come out. Well, how about some praise? How about some thanksgiving? Uh, Praise to God. Sing a hymn. These are words of life. These are words of wisdom. So don't just store it up but bless others with it. It's like having that well full of refreshing water, but not sharing it. Don't do that. Don't be so quiet. Even when you have something good to add to the conversation, come on, share it. Don't be stingy. We want to hear from you. 1018, whoever hides hatred has lying lips and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Well, this is when we're faking it, when our conversation's hypocritical. And this is the opposite of wisdom obviously, saying sweet things, but in our heart, you know, saying unkind things. In 1019, the next verse, it says, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who holds his tongue is wise. Used to give this one to our kids to learn. When it's just a lot of babbling on and on, blah, 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 staying up too late and just talking too much, there's always going to be sin somewhere. So there's a there's a balance to be found between holding your tongue and when, you, when it's a wise thing to do and 
sharing when you should share, but you feel reluctant or shy and stingy with your words. So there should be this balance, which only wisdom can find, of when you should have said something, when you should open your mouth, and when you need to hold your tongue. Psalm 141, 3 says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. So this is a good prayer whenever you're walking into a situation and you want to say, Lord, help me to hold my tongue when I should and not overshare and not speak out of turn. Please just help me to be very careful. Please set a watch before my my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Your heart might be saying, don't share that, but your flesh is chomping at the bit and saying, oh yeah, but, but it'll be okay. Go ahead. No, be careful. Listen to the Lord as he has set a watch at the door of your lips. Pay attention. And if your heart is wise, you'll listen to your heart. If your heart is not wise, then don't listen to it. <laughs> and then 1020. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. All right, so your words have value. They're either silver, choice silver, sterling silver, or they're worthless to just be thrown out. So this is something we should pay close attention to, our words. Are they helpful? Are they strengthening? Are they a blessing? Or are they worthless? And then finally, Proverbs 10, 21, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. So here we have the lips of the righteous, the wise, wise words are food. They feed many. So they're, they're food. They're a well of refreshing water. They are a blessing. They're silver. They're very valuable, right? So use your words today. Think about it to bless others. Make sure they're words of wisdom that are sterling silver and cool, refreshing water and food. And only God can do this. Only God can transform our hearts and give us words like this. And so obviously we go to him and say, oh, Lord, please, please be with me. Please help my words to be honoring to you and the result of a wise heart that you have given me. And to God be all the glory and praise, right? Thanks so much for joining me today. Next time, we're going to talk some more about the tongue.